And we start talking about this new rap Christian star came out with a stupid song. And it was it was a Christian rap song. It was filled with what there were things in that song that if I said that right here in this pulpit, y'all would ask me to sit down. And I probably would never preach again. And this is a Christian rap song. And I got up on the live stream and I said, this man's an idiot. Amen. This man's a false teacher. He's a, and I didn't I didn't have anything nice to say. And people emailed me, said, you need to be more compassionate. Yeah. You're not being very loving. Yeah. Good. Amen. This loving thing is, is, a, is a bunch of nonsense what it is. Yeah. You know what this, this love thing is? It, it's, it is a cop out for a bunch of cowards who won't call false doctrine yeah. out and won't call sin out. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to call it. If it's sin, it ought to be called sin. Yeah. If he's a false teacher, he ought to be called a false teacher. If he is a if he's a wolf, he ought to be called a wolf. And I don't have any compassion for wolves that are attacking sheep. Hallelujah. Yeah. And if you don't see it that way, then you see it wrong. All right, the Bible says, 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 3, the Bible says this, As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other what, church? Doctrine. Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying which is in faith, so do. Go go down to verse number 10, if you will. The Bible says, For whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men-stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound what? Church? Doctrine. Uh, let's go over just a few pages to chapter number 3, if we, if we can. Actually, go down to chapter number 4. And uh, verse number 6, chapter 4, verse 6. The Bible says, if thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words and faith, and of good what? Doctrine. Uh, go down to verse number 13. Paul says to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4, 13, Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to what? Let's go down to verse number 16. Take heed unto thyself and unto the what? The doctrine. Y'all see a pattern here? Okay, let's go over to chapter number 5 and uh, verse number 17. Let's go there. The Bible says, Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and what? All right, let's go down to chapter number 6, verse number 1. Let as many servants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor that the name of God and his what? His doctrine be not blasphemed. And then go over in verse number 3 of chapter 6. The Bible says, If any man teach otherwise and consent not the wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and unto thee what? Which is according to godliness. It says, He is proud, knowing nothing, but doting about questions and stripes of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railing, evil surmisings. You can mark down next to that verse, social media. Amen. And Because uh, you know it's true. Amen. And then also go to 2 Timothy, if you will. Let's just go there, 2 Timothy, and we'll let's just go to chapter number 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3, and verse number 10 says this, But thou hast fully known my what? My doctrine, my manner, life, purpose, faith, long-suffering. Why did he say doctrine first? That's a good question. The Bible says in verse number 16 of chapter number 3, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for what? For doctrine. 
uh, chapter number four, verse number two, the Bible says, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and what? Doctrine. It didn't say, it didn't say stories. It said doctrine. And the Bible says in verse number three, for the time will, will come when they will not endure sound what? But after their own lust shall they heap themselves teachers having itching ears and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. Uh, if you notice, there's a theme here. There's a pattern there. And it's not there for, uh, for God to remind himself of the importance of doctrine. It's there for God to remind you of the importance of doctrine and to remind me of the doctrine and why it's so, it matters so much. And today, with God's help, I want to preach to you on the subject of doctrine matters. Doctrine matters. And I think this is a big deal, and I want to talk to you about it for just a little while. Preacher, how much time do I have? Lunchtime. Okay, we eat lunch at 2 o'clock. Amen. That's what we'll do. So, But I want to preach for just a little while. I won't preach that long. I'll be like Elizabeth Taylor told her fifth husband. I won't keep you very long. Amen. And uh, that's what we'll do. So let's pray real quick, and then we'll preach. On doctrine matters. Father, bless now these thoughts, oh God. Help my mind to think clearly, help my mouth to speak clearly. God, please help me to place the emphasis where you place the emphasis. Help me, oh God, to say what the Word of God says and be faithful to the text. And uh, Lord, we'll give you glory for everything you do. Lord, open my mind to help me to preach with the power of the Holy Spirit upon my life and uh, do a re reviving, refreshing, restoring uh, work in our hearts and challenge us to be more biblically correct and biblically in line. And, oh, God, help us today to uh, walk in your word and to know it and to live by it. And we love you so much for all that you've done. We love you, Lord. Bless this service. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I want to really hop, skip, and jump through several places in the Bible. And I want you to go with me to Ephesians chapter 4. And we're going to just show you several verses today. Maybe you want to write these, these things down. Uh, but we live in a day and age now where doctrine is being thrown to the wind in churches. Now, the news, we know they're not going to worry about Bible doctrine. They don't have any care for what God says. They're a bunch of liars. They're, they're, uh, they're pushing lockdowns again because they, uh, they want you to stay home and watch their TV. You know, that's exactly what they're doing. The more you stay home and watch CNN, the more money they make. And so therefore they're going to try to scare you to death and try to convince the public that we need another lockdown when we don't. Amen. That's my, that's my message for today politically. And I approve this message. Amen. But we live in a day and age now where the world doesn't care about doctrine, but even the church today doesn't Amen. care about doctrine. They care about songs. They care about yeah. uh, passionate stories. They care about what's cool and what's culturally relevant and what's hip and fly and dope and yo, yo, yo. And that's what they're after because they're after the crowd. Yeah. And the funny thing is you can have the crowd and not have God. Amen. Yeah. Truth be told, I'd rather have God and not have a crowd than have the crowd and not have God. But most people don't see it that way because pragmatism has swept into our churches. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 14, the Bible says that we need to grow up in our faith. And verse 13 says that. And to the end of what? Verse 14 says that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Years ago, me and my wife lived in Missouri. We had a little 890-square-foot uh, house, and uh, we were newlyweds and moved up to Missouri. It was a wonderful little thing, but I realized real quick I ran out of storage space in that beautiful little 890. You wouldn't believe that, but I ran out of storage space in that 890-square-foot home. 
And I went and talked about getting a shed, you know, the ones that they put on the back of the truck and they just dump it in your yard there and whatever. And I, I called to get a quote on that. He gave me a quote and he says, you need to go get a permit for this shed before you do it. And I said, what in the world? I don't need, this is my yard. I don't need a shed or you know, a permit for a shed. What are you talking about? They said, yeah, oh yeah, you need to, you got to prove to the city that you can bolt that shed to the ground. Yeah. <clears throat> I said, why? And they said, well, this is Missouri. We get a lot of tornadoes. And I said, what does a bolt on a shed in the earth look like? And they said, well, well truth be told, lots of times people will just put one four-foot stake in one side of the, of the shed and a four-foot stake on the other, <clears throat> and just put a, you know, a strap over the top and just ratchet it down to the ground. I, thought, I said, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. And they said, well, you're going to have to do it if you're going to have a shed in Missouri because the wind blows really hard here in Missouri. And I thought to myself, well, that's ridiculous. And guess what? We did not get a shed. <laughs> but truth be told, we are living in a day and age now where the winds are blowing real hard right now. Amen. The strange doctrines are blowing in churches Amen. today. I'm going to tell you right now, I get emails every day from people that have literally been swept away in every kind of strange nonsense you yeah. ever heard of in your life. There are people out there right now that are saying that the earth is flat. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, they really are. I told that to Caleb Lindsay the other day. He said, he said, well, I came over a hill to come over here just the other day. How's the earth flat? Amen. That's pretty good logic if I say so myself. <clears throat> there's people out there saying the earth is flat, and there's there's people in independent Baptist churches today that are saying, well, we shouldn't eat bacon because the Bible says we shouldn't eat bacon. Yeah. What kind of terrible, joyless, sorrowful Christian life is that without bacon? Lord, have mercy. I ate ham every day this week, and I, and I love the Lord. Amen. Amen. And if you didn't eat bacon and ham and whatever, you're, you're an absolute buffoon what you are. Yeah. But you know where they're getting all that? They're getting that from the strange winds that are blowing right now. Amen. There are weird things out there blowing all over. Pre-wrath stuff's blowing everywhere. There's a lot of people out there that are, their whole ministry is nothing more than attacking this King James Bible. Amen. And that's all they do. That's all they talk about. They're just trying to destroy your faith in this Bible. And and, and, and I've, I've listened to them. I've tried to hear them out. I've tried to understand what they're saying. And the truth, the truth be told, at the end of the video, I don't even know if we have a Bible. And quite frankly, I don't even know if that man believes we have a Bible. And if we don't have a Bible, then what are we doing? If we don't, if we don't have a Bible that I can sit there and say, this is what God said. If I do not have God's word, hey, if I don't have God's word, I don't even know if I'm saved. If I don't have God's word, I don't know what God said. I don't, I, we're just guessing. We're just guessing if we don't have anything to guide us and to tell us who God is and what God is. We may as well go join up with the Buddhists because they're just guessing too. Yeah. That's exactly right. Amen. Some of you are not having a good time at all. Amen. So the winds are blowing and go over to Titus chapter 2. I want you to see this as well. We've been studying this the other day that um, in the local church, the Bible talks about how the older people in the church have a responsibility to the younger people in the church Amen. to pass on something to us. And I'm throwing my, I'm saying us because I'm still hanging on to my youth. Amen. Yeah. <clears throat> I, listen, I'm a young man. It's, nobody said amen when I said that. But it says there in verse number six of Titus two, he says, young men likewise exhort to be sober minded in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works and get this in doctrine, showing uncorruptness. I want to tell you right now that uh, why did he say that to the young men? Because you know why the young men get to be about 25, 26 years old and everybody in the pulpit in their life is standing up and 
waxing eloquent saying Lee Robertson said this, and they don't know who Lee Robertson is. But the previous generation, Lee Robertson said this, they'd be like, oh, well, we're going to do that. There's a young generation, y'all getting quiet on me. There's a young generation of people who come up saying, Lee Robertson said this, and they don't know who Lee Robertson is. And so they know who other people on the internet are. And so truth be told, we can't operate off Lee Robertson said anymore. We can't operate off Jack Hiles said anymore because I, I never met Jack Hiles. I heard a few tapes. I've seen a few pictures. I don't know who Jack Hiles is, but I have a King James Bible right here. Amen. Truth be told, if you come to me and say, you know, hey, B.R. Lakin did it this way, you ought to do it too. That don't mean nothing to me. Amen. I never met B.R. Lakin. I don't know who B.R. Lakin is. Okay, but I have a King James Bible, and I know what this King James Bible says, and I'm going to follow what this book says. Truth be told, it's not about men. It's about doctrines, what it is. And, and it says, in doctrine showing uncorruptness, that doesn't mean fall in line in some sort of movement. I've never joined a movement. I've never been a part of a movement. I'm an independent Baptist, but I, I didn't know there was a such thing as a movement. I didn't know there was. I'm just, I'm just a Bible-believing independent Baptist is what I am. Amen. And so give me, don't give me Lee Robertson said, give me Jesus Christ said. Amen. Amen. That's what I want to go with. But the problem today is a lot of young men get enamored with rethinking it. Yeah. They, they, they thought, well, now they, they sit there and say, well, now, wait a minute. Why am I going to church on Sunday night? Yeah. And then they, yeah. then they start finding churches around town that don't have a Sunday night service and they start rethinking that. Yeah. And then they start, they start asking, well, why do we use the King James Bible? Yeah. And that's a fair question. Yeah. And if you go preach from the King James Bible, I think you have a responsibility to at least know why we use the King James Bible. Yeah. Yeah. There's a woman on Twitter right now I've been following and watching. I'm thinking about putting her in my third Adam 3X documentary. She's a, she's a disaster train wreck. She's, everything she says is hard. She's, she's, she blatantly denied the deity of Jesus Christ. She said Jesus wasn't sinless. And this girl's, this girl's a graduate of a famous Pentecostal university. But you know what she said? She says, I'm this way because I grew up in church and everybody told me what to believe, but nobody told me why. Yeah. I think we're raising a generation of apostates. You know why? Amen. Because we're playing this Lee Robertson said card instead of the Bible says card. Amen. And I think that's a troubling thing. But in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, meaning that the older generation Amen. needs to be able to show the younger generation what is, what is Bible doctrine? What is it? Truth be told, we're not doing a very good job of that. Amen. Matter of fact, go over to Matthew chapter 24. I want you to see this. Matthew chapter 24. We see here in the end times that there's going to be a lot of crazy happen. And it is going to happen. And it is happening even now, I believe. In the tribulational passage of Matthew chapter 24, the Bible says in verse number 10, the Bible says, Then shall many be offended. Does that sound familiar? Amen. We live, we live in cancel culture right now. Amen. Yeah. The greatest sport in America right now is not football, basketball. The greatest sport in America right now is outrage. Yeah. There was a university in Wisconsin that uh, they went and they rented a gigantic crane, the biggest crane they could find, and they strapped a big strap a bit around a big boulder on that campus and removed that boulder from the campus because that boulder represented racism on the campus. If you are offended by a boulder, you need to see a doctor. You have emotional problems that cannot be solved by anybody who's an amateur. Amen. You need advanced help. 
The Bible says in verse number 10, many shall be offended and shall betray one another, shall hate one another. And the Bible says in verse number 11, and many false prophets shall rise and deceive many. Amen. And I think the thing that the word in there that most people don't get is the word many. Yeah. Many. Amen. Many false prophets shall arise and deceive how many? many. Didn't say half. He said many. There's going to be a lot of crazy out there. And even now, I'm seeing a lot of crazy. Amen. And quite frankly, I'm going to tell you that the way that stuff comes into the church is through the music. That's exactly how it comes yeah. in. And so uh, I, I was interviewing Clarence Sexton on our YouTube channel the other day. And he made a statement to me that I thought was true. He said that the music that we sing should be held to the same standard as the sermons we preach. Amen. Yeah. I think so. I think he's right. P.P. Bliss was one of the great hymn writers of the faith, and P.P. Bliss says, you guys preach the gospel, we'll sing the gospel. And if you notice the, the lack of words in modern-day songs, the lack of doctrine, it's all ooh-ah, 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 yeah. daddy God, ooh-ah, 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 ooh, and everybody's like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. No, it's not. It's stupid. Amen. And if you don't think so, then you're stupid. Amen. Absolutely. I've never seen such a bunch of trash in all my life calling it entertainment. Amen. Well, Y'all are, are getting nervous. Amen. The Bible says in Matthew 24, verse number 24, For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Meaning that the only, this deception is going to be so powerful and so convincing that if it were possible, even God's people would buy into it. Yeah. And this is why Amen. doctrine matters. Doctrine Amen. matters. I want to tell you today, and I, I wrote down a couple things that I want you to guys to get. There, there are a lot of doctrines that I've noticed that are floating around on the Internet. And I've made a couple list of them. And I think most of people's problems on the Internet would be solved. And I'm just going to read just a few of these. But most people today don't understand the difference between uh, Israel's spiritual promises and Israel's physical promises. They don't have any clue about the difference between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. There is no understanding of the difference between covenant theology and dispensational theology. There is no understanding of the difference between Israel's election and the church's election. There's no understanding of the difference between the Old Testament priesthood and the New Testament priesthood. There's a lot of problems today that could be solved if people would just know the difference between Old Testament atonement and New Testament justification for sin. There's a lot of people out there today that don't understand the difference between water baptism and spiritual baptism. Amen. There's a lot of people out there that don't understand the difference between Acts chapter one verse uh, Acts chapter one and Acts chapter nine versus the rest of the New Testament. There's a lot yeah. of people that don't understand that. There's a lot of people out there that don't understand the difference between the Sabbath and the first day of the week. There's a lot of people out there that really don't get that there's seven raptures in the Bible, yeah. seven of them. Yeah. And so you try to put yourself in Matthew 24, you're going to be all messed up. Amen. These people that don't know how to rightly divide the word of truth, study to show themselves approved unto God, a workman that, not, that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Then people that don't know how to rightly divide the Bible are putting themselves in the tribulation period. Amen. And instead of trying to win their neighbors to Christ, they're stocking up on ammo and, and food and whatever. Because they're, they're not looking for Jesus, they're looking for the Antichrist. Amen. And that's the problem, sir. Any theology that takes your eyes off the second coming of Jesus Christ and puts it on a sinful, satanic deception is a false doctrine straight out of hell. Hallelujah. Amen. That's true. People today don't understand the difference between biblical creationism and theistic evolution. And many churches today don't understand any theological, contemporary theology. One day I'll be able to talk right. Amen. 
I only drank 16 cups of coffee before I started preaching. Amen. Most churches today don't understand any contemporary theological issues like what is modernism, what is liberalism, yeah. what is a neo-evangelical, what is a fundamentalist, what is ecumenicism, what is higher criticism. Most people have no idea how to even handle that kind of stuff. And so church people are just going for the biggest church with the coolest facilities and the hippest preachers who yeah. tells the best jokes. Yeah. And that's why our nation is drifting off into hell. Amen. That's exactly right. So today I want to give you three reasons, if I could, why doctrine matters. And I hope that maybe you take these things with you as you go. Yeah. Romans chapter 6, I want you to see, if you go there with me, please. Number one, that doctrine matters because doctrine saves. Amen. Doctrine matters because doctrine saves. The Bible says this in Romans chapter number 6, verse number 17. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. I want to tell you right now that the gospel is a doctrine. And if doctrine does not matter, then the gospel of Jesus Christ does not matter. If doctrine doesn't matter, then, who, then why are we even preaching anything? If doctrine doesn't matter, then listen, heaven and hell doesn't matter. If doctrine doesn't matter, then the sacrifice Jesus made on the cross of Calvary for my sin and for your sin doesn't matter. But the Bible says that doctrine matters, and doctrine matters because doctrine saves. Amen. I remember the day that I got saved. Brother Gary Hopkins and Brother uh, David Garrett told me about Jesus, and they told me that something had to happen to me for me to go to heaven. And they said, Spencer, you must be born again. And I said, what does that even mean? And they quoted to me a Bible doctrine. Romans, or excuse me, John chapter 3, verse 7. Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. And I said, how does one get born again? They quoted me another passage of Scripture, Romans 10, 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that night I believed that doctrine that they gave me. I believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. just like that doctrinal position told me to do. And I got saved, my dear friend. Yeah. Truth be told, if we are wrong on the doctrine of salvation, then we're really wrong on everything. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to through the years, and I've looked them right in their eye, and I said, are you saved? And they look at me and say, I got baptized. Yeah. You know what the problem is with that? It's not a denominational thing. It's a doctrinal thing. That's the problem. Amen. The problem is doctrine, and doctrine matters because doctrine saves, my dear friend. Matter of fact, go over to Second Peter chapter number 2. Second Peter chapter number 2. I want you to understand this is a big deal, friend. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter number 2, in verse number 1, says, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily means secretly. And by the way, Satan's always operating in the shadows. Amen. They're always subverting and infiltrating. And that's why we've got to be vigilant. That's why we've got to be careful with this stuff. They shall privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And there's that word again, many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not." I want to tell you right there that the Bible has nothing nice and kind and compassionate to say about false people, false teachers. Amen. 
I'm going to tell you that uh, if a church is doing the right thing and they've got the right outreach and they're trying to reach people, there's there's going to be people that are going to walk in. They got baggage. Yeah. There's going to be people walked in that they're going to they're going to have tattoos. So many of tattoos, they're going to look like a doodle pad, you know, yeah. and people walk in. They got piercings in their face and their eyebrow look like they fell face first into a tackle box. Amen. Yeah. There's going to be people. There's going to be men walking in that are, you know, look like long hair and all that kind of stuff and there'll be women walking in they ain't they ain't dressed right can't even look at them i mean just just yeah. and i've got all the room in the world for those people i've got all the room in the world for them i i love those people and i'm for them and i'll be kind and compassionate and i'll give them all the space and grace that you could ever ask for i'll tell i'll let things go i don't i just hey i'm just glad you're here thank god sit and listen for a little while and just just hush and just listen all right just just listen for a little while i got all the room in the world for that but i ain't got much room for a man coming into the church and saying let's let's sing this song and it's some contemporary hill song nonsense yeah, and i got much room for a guy coming into a church and say well you know the king james is just you know it's the best but but you know we're not that narrow-minded about the thing you know i mean it's the, you know whatever and, hey you know I, I i i got all the room in the world for new converts but i ain't got no room in the world for false teaching and false doctrine yeah. i ain't got no room in the world for rick warren i ain't got no room in the world for stephen furtick i ain't got no room in the world i ain't got no room in the world and no compassion for people that are sending people to hell the other night the other night we had a live stream johnny was in there with me and we start talking about this new rap christian star came out with a stupid song and it was it was a christian rap song it was filled with what thing, there were things in that song that if i said that right here in this pulpit y'all would ask me to sit down and i probably would never preach again and this is a Christian rap song. And I got up on the live stream and I said, this man's an idiot. Amen. This man's a false teacher. He's a, and I didn't, I didn't have anything nice to say. Yeah. And people emailed me and said, you need to be more compassionate. Yeah. You're not being very loving. Yeah. Good. Amen. This loving thing is, is, a, is a bunch of nonsense what it is. Yeah. You know what this, this love thing is? It, it's, it is a cop-out for a bunch of cowards who won't call false doctrine yeah. out and won't call yeah. sin out. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to call it. If it's sin, it ought to be called sin. Yeah. If he's a false teacher, he ought to be called a false teacher. If he is a if he's a wolf, he ought to be called a wolf. And I don't have any compassion for wolves that are attacking sheep. Hallelujah. Yeah. And if you don't see it that way, then you see it wrong. Amen. Hallelujah. Some of you ain't liking this sermon. Amen. I'm telling you, there's more at stake here than just music. Amen. There's more at stake here than just music. And truth be told, all of that music pushes you to the foot of the Pope. Amen. And it does, and it does, and, and even I, I've been calling out Chris Tomlin for a long time on my YouTube channel. Everybody say, well, leave Chris Tomlin alone. He's a good guy. He just announced his Hillsong tour. Yeah. Hillsong's a bunch of witches. Amen. Hillsong is straight out of hell. They ought to rename it Hillsong is what they ought to rename it. Is everybody okay today? Yeah. We're losing steam a little bit. Amen. Amen. Uh, I got two more points. Y'all need to hang on. Amen. And they say that caffeine lasts in your system for five hours, and I'm just, I'm just getting started. Hey man, that's true. Amen. Doctrine matters because doctrine saves. Amen. Let me say also number two, doctrine matters because doctrine separates. 
Doctrine matters because doctrine separate. Go, go to Acts chapter 2. Let's go there. Acts chapter 2, the most misunderstood chapter in all the Bible. Amen. But if you know the Word of God, Acts chapter 2 shouldn't scare you at all. Amen. Hallelujah. And the, our Pentecostal charismatic friends, I try to encourage them that there are other chapters in the Bible besides Acts chapter 2, y'all. Like the, yeah, have you ever heard of John 3.16? You know, Amen. it does exist. And you can go read that every now and then, you know. This, just saying. Acts chapter 2, verse 41. The Bible says, <laughs> that's a wonderful quote. Acts 2, 41. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls until Jack Howes broke the record. Amen. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Well, well, I'm in trouble. The Bible says, first, I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying. Come on, y'all. Lord have mercy. I'm going to lose all my support. The Bible says they continued steadfastly. Notice this. They continued steadfastly in the apostles. What's that word, church? Doctrine. It, it wasn't just any doctrine. It was the apostles' doctrine. And then what's that next word after that? Fellowship. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. And this, this was a Baptist church. It says in the breaking of bread. Amen. And, and in prayers. Amen. Well, we do a little bit of that. We do more of the breaking of bread than the other. But uh, that's a Baptist distinctive right there. Food. But the Bible says that they continued in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. And I've circled in my Bible the word doctrine and I circled the word fellowship. And I want you to notice that in the Bible, doctrine always comes before fellowship. Amen. Doctrine Amen. always does come before fellowship. Amen. I, uh, I just, uh, preacher, last night I checked my email, and for some reason, I, I, uh, maybe Johnny can fix this, but the church email comes to my email for some reason. And that we got an email last night saying, hey, we're so-and-so, we're from the greater Louisville area, and we're, uh, we're assisting churches in, in working with children. And I got to looking at it. It was some ecumenical charismatic thing and wanting to know if we could work with your, we could partner with your ministry. And I thought to myself, I'm going to send this to preacher. Amen. And, uh, and see what he says. But listen, I'm going to tell you right now, I ain't fellowshipping with no charismatic tongue talking, flopping in the floor like a fish in yeah. new apostolic reformation nonsense and I ain't putting my kids under the preaching of that kind of heresy and I ain't putting my family under the sound of that demonic uh, mystical music and all it does is, is is make beta males out of your boys and, and make make domineering leading, leading women out of your women I'm, that thing messes with everybody it, it makes everybody a bunch of new age witches all it does, it's straight out of hell and I ain't fellowshipping with that because you got a different doctrine and so doctrine matters because doctrine separates amen the problem we have today is that there's a lot of churches out there think that they're they're cute and they're slick and so they're saying well we're non-denominational bless your little heart where do you go to church i go to oak creek what kind of church is that oh it's non-denominational. Yeah. Well, what kind of church is it? 
it's not denominational. Yeah. Well, but but but, but there's something there. What 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 kind of denominational church is it? Yeah. And then what are you talking about? Well, you got to believe something. Yeah. You believe something about something, don't? What kind of baptisms do y'all do over there? Y'all yeah. sprinkle infants. You baptize adult believers who profess Christ like the Bible clearly says? Yeah. What do you do? Well, we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, you, you go to a basically a YMCA with a steeple on it. Yeah. And all you do is Pilates on Thursday night. Yeah. And you have youth activities, and all they're trying to do is keep these kids off drugs. Yeah. And then send them out in the world, and, and it's not even a church. It's not a ministry. They don't preach the Bible. They preach sermonettes for Christianettes who dress like majorettes and smoke cigarettes and drive yeah. Corvettes. Amen. Right. I've been wanting to say that for a long time. <laughs> it just came to me. I grabbed it just like that. Yeah. Amen. And that's exactly what they do. That's yeah. exactly. But, but, but I'm going to tell you a little secret. You want, you want to know a little theology secret? A little, little secret? Most of these non-denominational churches are Southern Baptists. Yeah. They're Southern Baptists, so they just ain't they just ain't man enough to tell you. Yeah. Because they don't want to have to defend all their nonsense. That's right. They're ashamed of the convention. If you're ashamed of the convention, why don't you pull out of the convention, sir? Yeah. Hey, well, well, you send all your money off that Lottie Moon, and all they're doing is funding critical race theory, yeah. and all they're doing with your admissions yeah. dollars is funding uh, women pastors out there in South Southern California, so they do a new a new church plant. That's right. Some of these churches, man, the river. That sounds like a cheesy 80s rock band, what it sounds like. Yeah, We're the river. Yeah. Come, Welcome to joy. I mean, what in the world are you people doing? That's all they're doing with that. But most of these non-denominational churches, they say, don't come to our... You, if you come to our church, you'll enjoy it because we don't preach no doctrine at our church. You know what they're basically saying? We don't believe nothing at our church. Amen. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, that, that's what these politicians try to do. Yeah. Well, I'm not really either or. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just believe in America. Amen, you know. Yeah. Yay, hoorah, you know. And these, these dummies get elected. Yeah. It's cra I'm, I'm thinking about doing it myself. Amen. <laughs> but doctrine separates, and that's why doctrine matters. And I want to give you this. Why don't you go to Second John, if you can, with me. Back that little tiny book there in the back. Second John. Doctrine matters because doctrine separates. Well, how does it separate? It separates, number one, the lost from the saved. Yeah. Doctrine separates the lost from the saved. Second John, verse number 9, the Bible says, Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. Amen. What more do you want? That's right. Hath not God. Amen. Meaning they're not saved. Right. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. Amen. And I want to tell you right now, what we have today is there's a bunch of people up there standing in pulpits, preaching in what they call as a church, and their doctrine is so weird and so messed up, there is no way intellectually, biblically, morally, ethically, and whatever kind of lee you can find that you can declare that man to be your brother in Jesus Christ. Amen. That's right. When Rick Warren is saying we need to find a way to unite Christianity and Islam together, 
He's not saved. Amen. When Bethel Church Bill Johnson is getting up and saying that all the miracles that Jesus Christ did, he did as a man instead of doing it because he was God. That is heresy. This man hath not the doctrine of Christ, and he hath not God. He's not saved. And we shouldn't be singing his music. Amen. When Hillsong leader Brian Houston gets up and says technically... The Muslims and the Christians worship the same God. We just call them different names. Oh. He hath not God. Amen. He's a heretic. And quite frankly, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. Y'all pray for me. I'm getting ready to call Beth Moore unsaved too. Yeah. Beth Moore has been saying some kooky stuff for a long time. And quite frankly, I'm going to just tell you this. This critical race theory and the COVID lockdowns and all this kind of stuff has revealed who's who. Amen. That's right. Whosoever abides not in the doctrine of God hath not God. Amen. Doctrine separates the lost from the saved. Let me say also that doctrine separates the sound from the unsound as far as preachers. Yeah. Go with me to Romans chapter number 16. I want you to see this. Romans chapter number 16. I want to show you something that needs to be put into practice today. Romans 16, the Bible talks about who we need to separate from. The Bible says in verse number 17, of Romans 16. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. For they are such as serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Yeah. Many people that email me and ask me questions of who should I listen to and who should I not listen to, I'm getting ready to tell everybody y'all not listen to nobody. Amen. Because about 99.99999% of people that are out there are horrible. Amen. They keep asking me, who do you listen to and who do, who do you recommend? And I say, well, I, you know, I, I may give them a handful of people. And they say, well, you don't like this guy? And I'll say, well, he believes this. And I'll quote, and it doesn't matter what, it could be, it could be the man believes in the flying spaghetti monster. I mean, he could, it could be anything insane, way out there, whatever. And you know what people say? But I like him. I like him. Did you really think that Satan was going to put a man behind pulpit to preach heresy and have that man be a jerk? Satan polishes up his product real well. I'm going to tell you something. You, you, know how, you know how you can know the difference between a, a charlatan and a real man of God? A charlatan does this all the time. That's what they do. You ever watch Joel Osteen? The body language of Joel Osteen is almost just gross. There's people on Broadway saying he needs to tone it down. You know. I mean, Lord have mercy. Crazy. That's how a false teacher looks like. But a real man of God looks something like this. Hey, give me a preacher that acts like Hulk Hogan over a preacher acts like Pee Wee Herman any day of the week. Amen. Like that. I want, I want him to judge me with his judgy finger all the time. That's what I want. Amen. Amen. Praise Amen. God. That's what Bible preaching is. It's this. It's reproving and rebuking and exhorting. Amen. Amen. That's what it is. Amen. So I don't even know what I'm preaching on anymore. Amen. Amen. Romans 16. That's what it is. 
Beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine, to the doctrine which you've learned, and avoid them. You need to put the word Greg Locke next to that verse right there. Greg Locke's all over the internet talk about how Donald Trump won the election or whatever. I mean, that's all. I mean, hey, I, amen, whatever, all right? But the problem is Greg Locke is a heretic. He's a false teacher. He's not even moral. He does, he does not even meet the moral qualifications to stand in the pulpit. And he used to be an independent fundamental Baptist preacher. Yeah. Some of you probably knew him beforehand. They told me there's another one up in Ohio. He's a big-name preacher. He's a charismatic guy. He used to be an independent fundamental Baptist. There's, there's a lot of heretics that used to be independent fundamental Baptists. Yeah. One of them was Jerry Falwell. used to be an independent fundamental Amen. Baptist. There's, I've got pictures of Jerry Falwell preaching at the Sword of the Lord conference yeah. until he decided one day, you know what, I want to make Liberty University play as big a college as Notre Dame, and I want Liberty University to win the National College Football Championship and beat Notre Dame one day in football. Yeah. That's a carnal goal. Amen. Why, why would I want to try to get a bunch of Christian school kids together, a bunch of weak Christian school kids, yeah. And try to say one day, boys, you're gonna you're going to play Notre Dame in the, Notre, the national championship football. I don't care if my kids ever play it down a football in their entire life. Amen. I want my kids to grow up and learn how to read their Bible. Amen. I want my kids to grow up and learn how to go to church. Yeah. I want my kids to learn to grow up and learn hey, doctrine is what I want them to learn. Amen. I want them to win souls. I want them to go on mission trips. I don't care nothing about no national title and no football. And you tell Tim Tebow I said so. You tell Tim Tebow I said so. I don't care. I don't care what he does in football. I want to know what he does in the house of God. And I don't care. I don't want them on the football field on Sunday. I want them in church on Sundays where I want them. Amen. Well, sound from the unsound. Let me say also that doctrine in a church will separate the serious from the shallow. Go to 2 Timothy real fast. 2 Timothy. Some of you are jumping off the train and I'm just getting started. Amen. We're All right, we're going to keep preaching. I'm nervous. Can I have a vote of confidence real fast? I need to vote. Yeah. R- right hand, five minutes. Okay. Amen. All right. All right. Just to, all right. That was, that's all right. Okay. Second Timothy. I get nervous. Y'all, y'all, I don't, I don't, my ego falls real quick. Amen. When the, when the coffee ego falls off, I have to start dealing with y'all for real now. Amen. Second Timothy chapter four doctrine separates the serious from the shallow. The Bible says in verse number two of Second Timothy chapter four, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. And by the way, some somebody said years ago said a preacher ought to preach two times a year, in season and out of season. Amen. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap themselves teachers, having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. I'm, I'm getting to the point now in the social media world where people are starting to make videos about me. <laughs> and somebody made a video about me the other day, trashing me, and I was watching it going, hey, Amen. <laughs> the guy got up and he said, he said, this Spencer Smith guy, all he does is talk about doctrine. And, and, and he kept saying, he goes, he goes, doctrine and doctrine and doctrine and doctrine and doctrine. And I said, amen, yes. Amen. I thought that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah.
you Christian rap star. Hey, we're supposed to give doctrine, not not yo, 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 yo all the time. We're supposed to give doctrine. And, and if you don't want doctrine in your preaching, something is wrong, not with me, but with you. Amen. Hallelujah. I told you I interviewed Clarence Sexton the other day. He said two or three things to me that I'm going to live off for a long time. Yeah. He, he gave me a few quotes that I'm going to steal and say that I said it. That's what I'm going to do. Don't look at me like y'all do the same thing. I felt judgment on that. Amen. Whatever. He said that uh, it's not that God's doctrine is dead, it's that you're dead. Amen. Yep. I said that. <laughs> it's not that God's doctrine is dead, it's that you're dead. Nothing wrong with that Bible. Something wrong with you. Quite frankly, there's there's really not a, even even this week. I mean, I look at all that, get blessed. Amen. There's not a whole lot wrong with the music this week. But if there's some, if you don't like the music, it's not it's nothing wrong with these people. Something wrong with you. Amen. Doctrine is the literally the bones of the body of Christ. Amen. The reason most people don't have a backbone today to stand for God in this old wicked world is because we don't have a doctrine to stand yeah. on. Right. Everything's just subjective. We're just guessing at it, and we're just, yeah. you know, and, and really, the truth be told, we are sacrificing doctrine on the altar of convenience. Amen. We're sacrificing doctrine on the altar of cultural acceptance. Yeah. And we're even sacrificing doctrine on the altar of getting along with everybody. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, this transgender stuff is going around. Amen. They're coming at everybody from every angle trying to get everybody to cave and they're daring you to say something about it. But I'm going to tell you right now, God's word says that he created male and female. He said the LGBT stuff is wrong. He said homosexuality is, a, is an abomination. It's straight out of hell. It, it is. It, listen, the Bible has not changed its mind and I ain't budging off what God says on these social issues and these people are trying to do everything they can to shame us and act like we're a bunch of crazy nonsense, crazy fools, a bunch of bigots and a bunch of haters when truth be told, they're the racists and they're the haters and they're they're the bigots, and we're just standing where God stood the whole time. Amen. Amen. The three Hebrew children, when they said you got to bow to that golden idol, yeah. they stood and said, God help us. Yeah. If I lose my job, I'm going to say it's wrong. Amen. If I lose my influence, I'm just going to stand where God stands Amen. on the issue. And every generation has that golden image that you got to bow to, or else, or else. Yeah. And only the real ones, the true ones, the godly ones, the people who are serious about what God says are going to be the ones that stand. Amen. Amen. And how do you know the difference between the serious and the shallow? Well, you got to know doctrine. You got to know Amen. doctrine. Doctrine saves. Doctrine separates. But number three, let me say, and finally, the doctrine strengthens. Go back with me to Ephesians chapter 4, if you will. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13. The Bible says here about the ministry and all this stuff here. I love it. Thank God. Verse 13 says, Till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. And that, that means a, a mature Christian. Perfect man unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. That we henceforth be no more children tossed about to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by sleight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. And I'm going to tell you right now, 
when I was in Bible college, and this is no attack on the college or nothing like that, but there was a couple people in the course of my Bible college years that infiltrated the, the, uh, the student body and started saying things like, you know, Jesus only died for the elect. And that happened. It, it didn't happen just where I was. It happens everywhere. Because yeah. those people can't start anything on their own. They got to infiltrate what we start, you know. Yeah. Bunch of losers. Amen. Exactly what you're a loser is what you are. Amen. You're a loser. Amen. If if that's if that's so true, then won't you go start something and let God build it? But Amen. if you know, it ain't gonna work. Start saying things like Jesus only died for you know, gave himself a ransom for many. Amen. And I saw a handful, really one's too many, but I saw maybe a dozen 19 year olds fall for that. Yeah. Truth be told, if you can watch one five-minute YouTube video and it rocks your world, you're not really that that strong. Amen. You have no idea. You have no idea. And I'll tell you right now, this is a problem we have. It's a problem. And truth be told, you can be, it says there that we henceforth be no more children. You can be 60 years old and be a child. Absolutely. You can have your own house paid for and have your own job. Take care of yourself. You ain't talked to your mama in years and, you know, whatever. And, be, and still be a child spiritually. That's exactly right. Doctrine strengthens. And in these days, we need to buckle it down. The Bible says in verse number, 15, uh, verse number 15, Ephesians 4, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Folks, today I want to tell you right now that I believe God's people need to get back to Bible doctrine. Amen. Listen, listen. the day and age of Jack Hyle said and Lee Robertson said that that day's over. Amen. That day's over. It's gone. And quite frankly, nobody cares anymore. Right. It's time that we get back to, listen, we get back to being independent, fundamental Baptist because the Bible says so, not because Jack Hyle said so. Amen. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to do, and I think that's what every church today ought to be trying to do. Yeah. And folks, there's been men who've influenced my life. There have been people out there who have helped me and strengthened me along the journey, and I thank God for them. But the truth be told, any man who, who helps people is going to be the man who points them to what that book says and teaches them what that book says. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is the job that the church needs to get back to is doctrine and doctrine and doctrine and doctrine and doctrine and doctrine and doctrine. That guy thought he was cussing me, but he was blessing me. Praise God. Doctrine matters, friend, because doctrine strengthens. I want you to do this. Go with me to Colossians chapter 2. If you will, I'm going to land the plane. Some of you can uh, relax a little bit. Amen. The Bible says, let's just go, let's just go to Colossians chapter, yeah, there we go, chapter 2. Verse number 6. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Rooted, built up in him, established in the faith. How do you get established in the faith? You get established in faith through doctrine. Amen. As you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Look at verse number 8. Beware. When the Bible says beware, that means you better beware. Yeah. Lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. Yeah. And by the way, that philosophy, you know where they get that word? That's from philosophia. 
that's the wisdom of this world. That's that's mystery religion. Philosophia and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. We were in Missouri for years and met a lot of interesting people in Missouri. There was a family that had a bunch of kids, and they they adopted all these kids from South America, and maybe some of you have run into them through the years, but they 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 this husband and wife taught like 16 kids that they all adopted to sing. They did a marvelous job, fantastic job. But the problem is, is that these kids were kind of just floating around doing whatever. If you go on social media today, these, uh, I think it's about four of them now, about four of these 12 or so kids are publicly saying that we are now Mormons. And I thought to myself, how does a kid go from being an independent, fundamental, premillennial, King James only Bible-believing Baptist to being a Mormon? Truth be told, they got spoiled through a philosophy and feigned deceit after the tradition of men Amen. and after the rudiments of the world. And quite frankly, that, that's what happens to a lot of independent, fundamental Baptist missionaries. Amen. On, happens on the mission field. They, go, they, they get their little diploma from a college. They go overseas, and they sit down with the Nazarene guy, and he, he asks them questions they can't answer. Yeah. And next thing you know, they've been subverted off into that stuff. Amen. And uh, the, the other independent Baptist missionaries are so hateful to them, they, and the only people that are nice to them are the Pentecostals, and so guess where they go? Yeah. I'm tell you right now, I, listen, I, I'm not trying to be jerk nobody, but I ain't fellowshipping with a bunch of tongue-talking, second blessing, whatever, you know? Amen. I might help you if you get your car breaks down or something, but I ain't fellowshipping with them. So doctrine matters, folks. Doctrine matters because doctrine saves, doctrine yeah. separates, Doctrine strengthens. Yeah. Friend, the wind's going to blow. Do you know why you believe what you believe? Amen. Friend, this is this is the challenge to really to everybody. This is what I, I've challenged, God's challenged me with, and I'm going to challenge my own preaching in. We tell a lot of stories, and we got a, a, lot, of, a lot of these Baptist meetings are a bunch of one-liners, you know. Yeah. I like it. I heard a man preach not too long ago. He said, he said, I'm against chrome on cars, argyle socks, toupees, cap teeth, and everything. Amen. He said, I'm against the color yellow, too. Amen. And I, I thought it was funny. I've been saying it ever since, you know, because yeah. I said it, you know. And uh, But truth be told, if we're going to help people, we're going to have to get their face in this book. Amen. Doctrine matters. Let's pray. Father, bless now this time. Thank you, Lord, for the word of God. Thank you for the Bible. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to preach it and the opportunity to live by it. God, I pray you have your hand on us. Bless this service now in Jesus' name. Hey, guys, Spencer here. I've got a great, exciting new book for you guys that you're going to absolutely love. Introducing the Doctrine Matters Bible Study Journal. This is a great tool that we put together for you guys that you can help deepen your understanding of the Word of God. In this book, we put several very helpful quotes about studying the Bible. We've even put a few charts in there about a bird's eye view of the Bible. Then we've even listed Bible verses by topic. Several of these topics include what does the Bible say about the Bible? What does the Bible say about Jesus Christ? What does the Bible say about the Holy Spirit, the church, witnessing, and even prayer, salvation, and other issues like that? Uh, man, this is going to be a great help to you. You're going to love this tool. We even put a section in this book on how to study the Bible, a little guide we put together for you guys, just to give you some pointers and some tips in your own personal Bible study. And the rest of the book is line pages for your own personal 
journaling. You can put in there the things that God has spoken to you about, some of the things that you've seen from the Word of God, and you have the tool now to document all that yourself. And I'm sure this thing will be a great blessing to you. It is available now on Amazon. There's a link in the description of this video. And I, folks, I know, I know that you will love this. So get one for yourself, for your family, for a friend, and it'll be a great blessing to you. Remember, Doctrine Matters Bible Study Journal, now available on Amazon. And we know that you will absolutely love it. God bless you, friend. And remember, Doctrine Matters. And don't you forget it either. God bless you, friend. behind the one who's led me all this way he watches o'er his tender flock with vision undivided providing everything we need with mercy every day the shepherd leads a sheep along this winding I don't need to see the way ahead. I only need to hear the shepherd's voice. He speaks in quiet, peaceful tones with love and compassion, guiding every step I take. I know I'm in his care. Though the path is dark and dim, I'll follow his direction. I will not fear what lies ahead, for I know he will be there. The shepherd leads his sheep along this winding narrow road. Through grassy fields and shady pastures by the river's flow. I'm not driven down this path I trod. I follow him by choice. I don't need to see the way ahead. I only need to hear the shepherd's voice. I don't need to see the way ahead. I only need to hear the shepherd's voice. 
And uh, so Seed Warriors, Seed War family, this is Matthew. I hope you enjoy these shows that we're putting up. Uh, Missionary Spencer Smith is a good friend of ours. Uh, we haven't met him in person, but we've talked to him. Uh, we've actually sought counsel from him for, you know, a few things. But if you guys could go over to his YouTube channel, Spencer Smith, and be able to support him there. If, if you know, anything, just by liking and subscribing to him. He's got a lot of great videos on there. He's got some really awesome videos of um, the uh, series of Third Adam. He's got Third Adam, Third Adam 2, Third Adam 3, Third Adam 3X. And if you go into the archives on the Seed War network you'll you can actually listen to these videos but i think it would be better if you could go on his channel and actually watch the videos i'm gonna say that this man is a gift from god he has actually helped us in the third adam series in the first two to walk away from a church that was not good for us, I should say. And it helped us to get closer to the Lord, to seek the Lord, and just to try to do His will. So, if you can, go over there, like, subscribe. Listen to him. Let him know Matthew from, well, Matthew and Shy from the Seed War Network sent you over. From the Seed War Radio Network sent you over. And uh, thank you for listening. You guys have such a blessed night and a blessed week. And I hope the Lord will bless you richly. Have a good night.